Expensive and Satiable Appetite. My name is Elizabeth. I'm an ethnographic analyst here at the Hartman Group, and I'm joined today by Abby Cullinan, who's actually one of the researchers on our sustainability report that we're kind of like diving into just a little bit today. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk with you, Elizabeth. It's a a fairly robust report. It's one that we repeat often, so being able to discuss little bites of it is really fun. Um, it's something we love to do with clients too. Great. Yeah. So, like you said, there's a lot of info、um, in this report. There's a lot of, of big shifts that are really kind of making、mm-hmm. headlines, I guess, internally here at the Hartman Group,、um, especially since we've been tracking it for so long, for decades. But there's a lot of, like you said, little tidbits. And so, what I wanted to maybe talk about today, or like kind of pick your brain about,、um, sort of have a conversation around, is just kind of like communication strategies, because it's something that we we talked about in the report, but we didn't like get the chance to to dive that deeply into it. So,、um, what are some of your thoughts on sort of like how companies can contribute or can、uh, can, can communicate their sustainability efforts? Yeah, I mean, this is something that a lot of companies are thinking about today. I think one of the things we tracked、um, in putting the report together was how many companies are now、um, doing some form of reporting or disclosure about their sustainability efforts. But a lot of that right now is、um, for shareholders, and it's a whole、mm-hmm. other question when it comes to talking to consumers.、Um, and One of the things that big picture we found with this study was that、um, consumers have a lot of shared values around、um, the role of companies in making the world a better place. So we know that、right. companies have to speak about this, and so then there's the big question of how and what you say.、Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we really found that consumers see. Big companies, in particular, as a linchpin、mm-hmm. to solving some of the problems and challenges that face us today, and that they really don't see those problems and challenges as something that we can tackle without having that force on board.、Um, and you have these expectations of living up to those responsibilities. Um, and then there are other expectations about your product too to to tackle.、Um, and I think one of the things that you and I were chatting about was、um, how company size and category and even your brand can play into that.、Um, and one of the things that we thought about when we think about category、um, is really baseline expectations.、Mm-hmm. Um, Because when a consumer goes into your category, they're going to have things that they want from it, having to do also with personal health and safety in addition、right. to sustainability. So,、um, as you know, when we work with clients, one of the questions we ask them is: Is there anything you would be uncomfortable with in regard to, like your ingredient panel, or what's behind the production process? Um, in terms of a consumer seeing that, and if so, that's obviously the first thing to work on.、Um, it's priority number one, and really, what clean label means and what good production practices mean can vary from category to category.、Um, I think one of the examples you and I were、uh, banding about was Oatly, which、um, is getting a lot of press right now, but for years has had a really、um, interesting frank. Tone,、mm-hmm. I think, in terms of talking about what's in this drink, which is like a category that they're participating in as an alternative, right? right. And so there's、um, juice boxes and 
um, kids' milk drinks that they have a competitive product for. And Mm -hmm. um, when you look at the communication that they do around it, um, they address it pretty openly. They talk about all of the benefits of the ingredients that they do have. Um, On their website, this is under the banner of what's amazing. (laughs) Um, And then they also talk about under the banner of what might be less amazing, Mm. things that they've heard from consumers as concerns Mm -hmm. and their honest reasons for the choices that they've made and their openness to hearing back from consumers on it. So they talk about organic oats this way. Um, They talk about the addition of a little sugar in the chocolate milk chocolate oat milk product that way. So it's a really interesting um, example. And I think one that you and I thought like even a bigger company could borrow from. Yeah. Um, certainly you want to have something that seems fitting to your own brand identity, mm-hmm. but um, just a lot of transparency and openness in terms of where you are and obviously taking care of those baseline expectations first. Um, yeah, certainly. And then also just kind of um, not hiding the things that may or may not at the surface level seem as appealing. So that's a really interesting mm-hmm. headline of of what maybe not is not so amazing or, or, or um, to paraphrase what you said. And so it's they're, they're still being transparent even about those things and really justifying the choices that they're making in their, in their product development to, to really speak to that consumer in, a, in an open and honest and, and really candor a certain level of candor that I think a consumer would really appreciate. Yeah, and obviously with the kids' product, that's also really paramount. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's one of those things where um, depending on who the consumer is, um, who the purchaser is, yeah. and then the complexities of the category itself, there may be um, certain expectations to really highlight um, and address. And then we have the whole question of, not just those baseline expectations, right? right? But the consumer aspirations. Yeah, especially um, when you think about the environment, like the climate change and all those things that seem way too big for any one person to to um, solve. For sure. I mean, we talked to so many folks who are thinking about that and on a very concrete level, thinking about packaging mm-hmm. um, as something that um, they really want to improve and and create less waste with but that they're struggling with and that kind of launched a conversation between us about yeah. some of the examples <laughs> of folks that have right. put out some bolder statements kind of leaning into those consumer aspirations and how they've done that and I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about Blue Bottle. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a big coffee drinker, <laughs> um, and Blue Bottle is one of my one of my go-to brands. Um, but they're really interesting because they they of course are really like high-end kind of um, really third like typifying that third wave coffee, um, very uh, expertise uh, expert baristas and things like that. But then they're also Trying to be part of the the third um, the the zero um, waste movement, mm-hmm. and so and at a coffee shop, as you can imagine, that can be pretty hard when people are just like going in for a to go coffee or something. And so what they're trying to do is be zero waste even at their coffee shops um, by the end of the year. And so part of that effort is um, obviously kind of par back a little bit on that convenience factor when you're talking about something like a to-go coffee. Mm-hmm. But what really struck out to me was their the tone of their announcement. So they had this this blog on their website where they – it's a really fun read. <laughs> um, and they say things like, yeah, well, we might lose clients or, like, it might, you know, it might, like, make people some – might make people mad, but this is, like, what we have to do. And, 
And um, there's a, a level of we have to change our habits and we all need to, you know, be um, sort of make not sacrifices, but just change the way that we shop and consume and, and purchase things. And that they really are, are advertising themselves as like a partner in crime, not partner in crime, but like a partner in yeah. in solving these solutions. Yeah. Um, and so so I really um, enjoy that that sort of approach personally. Yeah, I think it's one of the things that made us think about not just category, but brand. Yes. Um, they have some permission to make pretty bold, pretty opinionated statements. Um, and so yeah, it's part of that third they wave can coffee. and should go there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's part of um, the coffee purveyors in that space. Um, and there are other companies for whom that might be more of a reach. Um, and that's one of the places that we were talking about in terms of how to communicate to consumers and when. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, how, what, and when is very important. Um, we have seen for many years that a lot of companies wait until everything's buttoned up and has a bow on it to talk mm -hmm. about something that they've accomplished. Um, but frankly, like a lot of the challenges we have now are not going to necessarily um, be quite as clean in terms of where things are, um, mm -hmm. targets are going to have to move and might have to be readjusted along the way. Mm -hmm. um, that's more around the mounting challenges that we face in terms of the environment um, and where we've seen sort of companies um, step in with communication that makes sense to consumers is um, clearly establishing what their targets are um, and not moving those back in the face of challenges. If something happens where you can't meet them, being honest about what happened to the extent possible um, and, and really approaching it from a perspective that consumers are also um, on their own sustainability journeys. They have aspirations, but they mm -hmm. also understand that it's pretty complicated to reach right. those. Um, and they just want to see that everyone is lending a hand to that mm -hmm. effort. Um, so even a big company, we think, can speak to aspirations as long as it's very, very clear where you're going, um, what you're doing. And then obviously one pitfall that I know we chatted about um, that you had seen, too, was kind of giving yourself kudos too early. Yeah. Um, the timing there can be too soon, obviously. Um but, but definitely something worth considering and, and getting, um, you know, insight into is what does your consumer understand from your brand? Um, what seems relevant to them in terms of environmental or social initiatives you might take on? Does mm -hmm. it make sense with your brand? Yeah. Um, and then where do they see you needing to improve? Um, and, and how do you talk to them about your process of getting there? And, it's all um, a, a really interesting interplay between their values and um, expectations of the product. Yeah, definitely. And I think one of your last points was really good about, you know, don't wait for it to be tied up with a bow, depending on what, if you're talking about clean label, maybe, maybe clean it up before you talk about it. But if you're talking about yeah. um, something like zero waste, uh, it's okay to say, oh, okay, well, this is where, where we're going and this is how we're going to get there. And that level of transparency for, for some consumers and then some occasions might be enough to, to get that buy-in. So yeah. and that's for, a really good point. I think for big companies, one of the things we think can get folks excited, even 
um, if you're not necessarily going to have zero waste coffee shops, um, is thinking about the ways you can influence um, barriers in an infrastructure sense. So, Mm -hmm. you know, lots of times um, smaller companies are not going to be able to change what packaging is available on the market to them. But that's really a place where um, larger companies and coalitions of larger companies Mm -hmm. have the opportunity to step in and use their influence to really change the options that are available to everyone. Um, So I think the, the report really highlighted Um, the complex way in which consumers parse all of the sustainable products out there, Mm -hmm. how they fit into their lives, the sacrifices they're willing to make themselves, um, Mm -hmm. and what they want to see along the way from the companies that they're buying from. So um, thank you so much for the chance to to talk about this today. Yeah, sure. And one one of the things that wasn't necessarily as as category-specific is that large companies are the thing that the, the, the... organizations that consumers are really looking to to solve this problem as soon as individuals this is something that stood one of those big headlines I mentioned earlier was yeah that individuals are kind of feeling like they've done as much as they can and now it's time for especially large companies to really do their part yeah and I think that's something that um, is an opportunity as yes. much as it is a challenge and something that we'd yeah. um, love to talk to folks more about certainly but- Yeah, thank you for listening to our brief talk about this today. And um, we appreciate your time and hope to converse with you all soon. Thanks.